Everyone has their own favorite movie, or at least uh, almost everyone. Uh, when I was asking my friend Jeffrey Kreiner about what his favorite movie was, he couldn't really decide. He told me he couldn't think of one. There wasn't one that immediately came to his mind. He had a lot of favorites. Um, and so, as a result, uh, we had to pick one. Um, there, were, there were a few, a, a good amount of few different uh, movies that we suggested talking about, um, but we eventually landed on Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. It came out in 2019, and it is a whodunit movie um, starring Daniel Craig, Ana de Armas, and Chris Evans. And honestly, it is a superb movie. I know Ryan Johnson gets a lot of flack uh, because of his stuff with, uh, you know, The Last Jedi. And even then, he got some flack from uh, directing the Fly episode of Breaking Bad. But honestly, I think The Last Jedi and The Fly episode um, in are, are great pieces of work. In addition to his already almost perfect pieces of work, like... Uh, the Ozymandias episode of Breaking Bad and this movie, Knives Out. Honestly, I don't want to live in a world where Ryan Johnson is seen as a controversial director because he's so great. But all of that is besides the point because today we are talking about Knives Out with my good friend Jeffrey Kreiner. So without further ado, let's talk about Knives Out on this episode of Movie Night with Tyler Marston. Also, be very weary because this episode we do dive into some pretty major spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, uh, be careful, listen to it at your own risk. Here we go. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hello, I'm doing good, Tyler. How are you doing? That's good. I'm I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, not, not a super eventful day. Went to work, uh, came back. You know, uh, did some homework, and and now I'm here. How how has your day been? Um, pretty similar. It's Friday, so I had class, and then I went and napped on the couch, and yeah. now I'm here. Hey, that's that's always good mm-hmm. napping on the couch. That's right. Um, that really rejuvenates your spirits as you're heading into the next week. You know. That's right, and into this podcast. And into this podcast. Speaking of which, this podcast is about a movie that maybe is not your favorite but that you wanted to talk about, um, and that is Knives Out. Could you explain that, uh, kind of how you came to that decision? Uh, yeah, so I'm bad with favorites, so I don't really have a favorite movie. But So normally when I'm asked, I think of recent movies that I've enjoyed, and frankly with COVID, I haven't been to theaters a lot. So Knives Out isn't the most recent, but it's one of the most re- more recent ones I've seen in theaters, and I, I, I just really liked it. So I was like, I was down to watch it again and talk about it here. Sounds good. Yeah, and, and it's a great movie. I agree with you. Um, and I, I remember uh, we watched it. Uh, I saw it for the first time in, uh, like, in January of 2020. So, like, right before everything kind of, like, uh, mm-hmm. with COVID hit everything. So, so it is one of the more recent ones that I've seen in the theaters. But, you know, hopefully that's slowing down and we can we can start seeing more movies in theaters from this point forward yes i've missed it yeah <laughs> uh so could you give a little rundown of what knives out is about what the what what the plot of the movie is yeah so knives out is a, kind of like a classic mystery whodunit um you have like 
um, the old the old man, the grandpa who has lots of money, um, lives in this like kind of big house estate kind of thing, and all of his family comes in and are kind of interested in his money kind of thing, and uh, he ends up dead and supposed suicide and then obviously that's not the case because that'd be a boring movie mm-hmm. um but then they try and figure out who it was and yeah 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 exactly um so what do you think is your favorite part of knives out um so there's a lot to it and they definitely have twists but honestly it's kind of simple but i just like the the beginning where they're like introducing characters mm-hmm. and they're kind of like setting the rules of the mystery you know because every mystery has like the this happened here and like no one can go up these stairs without them creaking and you like you do like the very definite rules of like the puzzles kind of that you can kind of piece together in Mm -hmm. however way it works i think it's really interesting how they like uh like talk about them but also make them very clear cut and be like this has to happen if this is to happen kind of thing i think that's really interesting Uh uh-huh and i like all the like little clues that they drop uh, at the beginning of the movie, you know, to like kind of give you, uh, I mean, I mean, to give you clues of, of what the ending is going to be. So you can kind of like, it's that classic kind of like, oh, can I guess who did it before mm-hmm. they reveal it, you know? Um, and I know when we were watching it, we also had some friends who it was their first time seeing it. And it was so much fun watching them try to guess things and like when they would get it right versus when they would get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, it's so much fun. I think that's like that kind of mystery genre is something that's kind of lacking uh that that we haven't seen as much in in modern movies so it was really uh exciting to see a movie like knives out come out so recently and do it so well mm-hmm. um yeah but i think i think my favorite uh scene would be uh obviously i mean the ending is great um because you like get to know who did it um but I won't go into spoilers, at least not yet. But uh, <laughs> you have some time to yeah. stop listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, it, it's 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 a great ending. It's I I just think the the writing of the movie is really well, and the way they weave narratives together uh, is is really superbly done. So hats off to Ryan Johnson, the director and writer, for mm. for putting together such a cool uh, story. Yeah, if I was wearing a hat, it would be off. <laughs> Uh, so what, who do, who do you think gave the best performance of all the actors? Cause this, this movie has a huge ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think gave the best performance? Um, I think all of them fit their characters very well, which is interesting. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's always funny listening to Daniel Craig with his Southern accent. Yeah. But I want to say Chris Evans. And the main reason I say that is because. I think it's very hard for like actors who have like very big roles to kind of get out of those roles. Mm-hmm. So like, you see like Tony, or Robert Downey Jr. and it's hard not to think Tony Stark kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the same way, Chris Evans is Captain America, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is a very different role from this one. You know, yeah, Captain yeah. America is like the language and like that uh-huh. kind of guy, and here he's kind of a kind of a punk and a scoundrel. And somehow, like, even though watching him, like I was not thinking of Captain America at all. I was thinking of a uh, ransom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the whole thing and kind of a kind of a punk who doesn't really care about anyone and i think that's very good for a movie and an actor to yeah. be able to do that for sure um i think that my favorite uh performance in the movie would be anna de Armas, who mm-hmm. played marta um because like especially on this rewatch it stuck out to me a lot more 
of just like the kind of like she's a really nervous character you know because she's in such a complex situation um and so like the way she like shakes her foot or like you know has little nervous twitches i picked up a lot more on this rewatch specifically Mm -hmm. and it just adds so much like uh character to her to her uh portrayal of of marta uh the nurse um i also think uh that the guy who played trooper wagner who just kept making references to to uh other mystery novels and stuff <laughs> yeah like I, I he he was just really funny just to a me fun too. side character that yeah uh-huh gives you a little extra to the story yeah, yeah yeah um so going back a little bit to the writing and the storytelling what what did you think about it um i really liked it it's really interesting with mysteries because there's so many mystery stories between books and movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like you kind of wonder how they keep coming up with new ideas and kind of thing um so i really like the way they handled this one which is really different as they kind of like um i guess this is the spoiler part <laughs> but we'll get into it it's like kind of halfway they kind of reveal how the murder happened mm-hmm. or what you think is how the murder happened because you know you mm-hmm. see like like pretty early on in the movie they show marta like giving him the quote-unquote wrong doses of stuff and then him slicing his own throat and you're like wait so like we know who we know who done it already uh-huh and so is this just like a like a getaway like <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of movie where she's just trying to dodge people mm-hmm. and it kind of throws for a loop and then later you find out not quite the case the twist is like you know she did give him the right medicine and it was a suicide yeah and like who the real uh perpetrator was kind of thing mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's really interesting too, and I think that's a really uh, interesting way it kind of updates like the whodunit kind of genre uh, for like the modern audience, um, because like sometimes those movies can be kind of like corny looking back at it now, um, like especially like uh, you know like the cliches of like oh it was the butler you know or mm-hmm. whatever and and things like that where like. They, you know, try to hide it and try to drop clues, but like, if you get it too early and if it's if it's too obvious, then, you know, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's if it, and if yeah, it gets boring because you already know who did it. But if like it's too hard, then it doesn't seem like it seems too challenging, and you're like, not rewarded by the end of it. And when you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, like you just made that up, kind of thing. You yeah. know, I guess you kind of want that mix of like having just enough of it right that you're like kind of proud that like, hey, I guess part of it. But mm-hmm. like, there's also a twist that surprised you, I guess. Yeah. And and I think that's one way Knives Out does it really well is by kind of convincing you that you already know what happened mm-hmm. and that like it, it tells you like this is what happened and and so now you know who did it and now we're going to spend the rest of the movie like, you know, showing how she gets away or show, showing mm-hmm. what Marta does after that. But there's still enough holes in it to where you're still interested. Like, you, you you know what happened, but you don't know exactly what happened. And so you're still watching because you're trying to watch Marta get away, but also because you know that something's not adding up. Mm-hmm. And so you're in that when, you know, when Daniel Craig is in that spot towards the end of the movie and he's like, something's not right here, you know, our, our donut's whole is not whole uh uh there there's there's something wrong there's something not adding up gotta look closer and see what actually happened and so i I think that's a really good way of uh 
writing a movie like this for for a current audience mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like there it's like you have an answer but like not the most accurate answer mm-hmm. and i like how they do like the uh you know like the classic like give like a clue hint and then just like not mention it forever mm-hmm. and like no the, the one i remember the most is like the little blood drop on the shoe because mm-hmm. they show that like like i guess midway through and they don't like even address it until like the very end of the movie and it's like one of those things where you're like oh my goodness that's a very very like bad thing that's gonna happen and then so much else happens that you just completely forget about it and then he's like oh yeah i saw the blood on your shoe so Mm -hmm. i also like the one about uh uh the the dogs barking he says that a character got woken up by the dogs barking but then she went back to bed and then that kind of gets glossed over Mm -hmm. uh until you see another character come in and the dogs start barking at them and then you're like wait a second hang on and mm-hmm. then and then you're like no 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 because no, it, it goes back and then and then eventually at the end you're like oh wait no it was important like yeah you know? so i i think that's another example of those kind of like clues that they drop in and then ki- kind of the like it doesn't really make sense until you go back and watch it a second time yeah, kind yeah. of thing i i think those are really great I think that's another reason this movie does so well is uh, is because, like, you know, a lot of mystery movies or mystery things, like, they're not really worth watching a second time because mm-hmm. uh, you already know the ending. You already know what's going to happen. But this movie, I feel like, does a really good job of, you know, switching switching up that pace and switching up being original enough and, and having enough, like, humor and heart and stuff that when you go back and rewatch it, like... Like you can rewatch it and still enjoy it, even though you know the ending. Yeah, rewatchability I think is a very big factor in a movie. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they do do it in humor, so it's like you come back and like you can laugh again at it, and it's not all mm-hmm. serious and stuff like that. But like, it's also cool having so many like little clues that like probably don't matter to you on the first time, and you'll probably never realize. But like, it's like the more you watch it, the more you're like, oh wow, like yeah, the dogs do bark when like Chris Evans comes up and like that one time to the house but like he had already left before and like you like kind of have more of the story and so more mm-hmm. of the clues make sense and it's yeah a really cool thing to see it all come mm-hmm. together even more mm-hmm. uh so moving on from that kind of like uh writing you know uh storytelling standpoint uh do you have any like some like like a favorite shot or like any sort of like aesthetic moment that like sticks out to you as being just like really pretty or you really appreciate um so i don't remember much about the first time i watched it but when we watched it recently uh (laughs) i thought it was really funny the scene where chris evans is going to stab marta Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh because originally it's like it's supposed to be like a tense scene you know slow motion has the knife like going for her and -hmm. all that but watching it again and just knowing that it's like a trick knife yeah and you're just sitting there like wow okay like this, <laughs> this is and and even i think the first time you can kind of tell like this is kind of a weird mm-hmm. like is, are they actually just going to kill her off right here like there's no way mm-hmm. um but i thought that's a very like funny like fitting like dramatic scene but like there's something not quite right you, you can kind of tell mm-hmm. and uh, and it kind of plays back to like the wordplay way back at the beginning where the grandpa was like you know, you can't tell the difference between a, a, a stage prop and a real knife or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite shot is right after... Uh, so they, they read Harlan, uh, the grandpa's will, 
out mm. to the family and uh and everybody goes berserk because he left all of his uh his assets to marta and he didn't leave any for the family well right after that marta like runs out of the house and she tries to like catch her breath because everybody's screaming at her and stuff and and there's this like kind of slow she's it's an exterior shot and it's kind of like a slow zoom in like clearly steady camera like on a on a tripod or something um and then as the family members start following her out of the house and start yelling at her again the camera comes off of the tripod and goes into a handheld like uh and it's like Mm -hmm. it it was one of those things that you don't really like realize it when you watch it but i I saw a tweet about it and then re-watching it again like it it's a really cool shot like it looks really uh really interesting yeah that's just impressive like when you can pull something off like that so smooth that like you Mm -hmm. don't even notice it it just makes like the scene better without drawing attention away from the movie Mm -hmm. yeah um what did you think about uh the set design of this movie uh the set design was interesting because um you talked about it like you know updating the whodunit for a modern audience and they do that i think a lot in like character styles Mm -hmm. but like they definitely like keep the old whodunit house thing where it's like it's it's old house it's got all these quirks it has Mm -hmm. hidden window entrance Mm -hmm. and like scaffolding to climb up and all that kind of stuff and so i think it's a it's a i think you need something like with that many details or complications in a mystery Mm -hmm. thing yeah so like draw attention in different areas because it's like you know if you just had like a like a normal apartment <laughs> mm-hmm. where uh, the grandfather was murdered. It was like the details go down to like door, window, uh-huh. like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have a whole like kind of mansion kind of thing, it's like tons of entrances, different stairwells, different rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like enough that like it's not so simple and you have yeah. to like try and figure out what to focus in on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of that classic like clue example, like – because if there was just one room, like if it was in a studio apartment, you know, like obviously like there would be witnesses kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like, you know, because everybody can spread out inside the mansion, it's it's um, you know, there's not always somebody watching kind of thing. And so it's it's interesting for sure. Um I also just think like all of the props and like the decorations for the house, like give it a really good atmosphere and vibe. Like all the like random bookshelves and like random, you know, like dolls and statues and Mm -hmm. things that he has everywhere um i think it really like shows uh his character and just kind of and also again kind of like throws back to those older mystery uh stories where they have such like quirky like mansions and 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 weird things um that just make it more exciting and so i think i think if uh if there were any like awards for like set design like because there aren't any awards for set design at like the oscars but Mm -hmm. if there were i feel like knives out would have had it in the bag because there's so much like fun quirky prop stuff yeah it was very good i i haven't done it but i imagine if you just like pause a scene in the house somewhere and just look at all the decorations and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like you could just see all kinds of crazy stuff like on the common you know like you'd like throw the baseball in his hand and then put in like some fancy like hand statue or something like that where i would Mm -hmm. hold it and like just a bunch of like small weird stuff like that i don't know if you found them all at like garage sales or something like that it kind of gives that vibe Uh uh-huh so uh what do you think about the political undertones of this movie 
Um, it's interesting. I think it does well to demonstrate like a kind of like a complicated family dynamic kind mm-hmm. of thing. Cause I think a lot of people can relate to family members. They don't talk to very much, but then, you know, you come to a get together and you have all the family with different opinions and they start arguing and like, yeah. maybe, maybe you're the one with the strong opinion or maybe you're the one that's on the side. Like, Oh my goodness, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has that much to do really with like the plots or anything, but yeah, it, it, it does an interesting tell and like showing the family dynamic and how they, don't really care about each other that much and now Mm -hmm. they're kind of like all doing their own thing and whatnot Mm -hmm. i i think that's another way that uh it's kind of updated for a modern audience because like there are like i mean obviously this was like released in 2019 so there are a lot of like you know specific references to like donald trump and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and and just kind of like what the atmosphere was like uh in 2019 um like the political atmosphere and stuff um, and so I think that's another interesting way, but I also don't think they leaned on it like so heavily that it made it dated, mm-hmm. you know, because like, I mean, a lot of the conversations they still have, even though Trump isn't the president now, like are still apl- applicable to, to today with all the like immigration stuff, you mm-hmm. know, since Marta's mom is an undocumented Im- immigrant and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course, no movie is perfect. Um, so do you have any, like, criticisms of Knives Out? Do you wish there were some things that uh, that maybe you would have changed if you were making the movie? Um, maybe. See, I, like, I just really enjoyed this when it first came out, mostly because it was just, uh, like, a very different change of taste kind of thing because mm-hmm. so many action movies and comedy movies come out. And so watching just, like, a mystery was just, like, kind of a fresh break. Yeah. Um, the main thing that I thought was weird is like, <laughs> like the the vomiting when you lie kind of thing, because <laughs> like they established like I talked about earlier like the hard rules of like they're gonna she wakes up every time you walk up the stairs. But mm-hmm. I did think the one where it's like if she lies she pukes was a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it does add an interesting point to the movie, and I guess it kind of covers the the plot hole of like she can just lie about stuff, mm-hmm. and so she has to be really careful about whatever she does but i did think that was a interesting and i guess it kind of suits the movie because it's the movie doesn't take itself too seriously yeah like yeah they they are a who like a whodunit mystery kind of thing and the murder but they they throw in a lot of silly stuff and a lot of goofy mm-hmm. stuff to kind of break the tension i guess yeah. i guess that's one of them but um it, it definitely felt a bit like seriously when i yeah. first watched it mm-hmm. yeah i agree um I, I yeah I do think it was more in there for like kind of like a plot purpose of so like she can't just lie and get away with it kind of thing and so and also like uh but I think it also kind of like it does add a little bit to her character because Daniel Craig talks about so much about like how she has a good heart and like mm-hmm. how she's a good person and that's what makes her like because because she's a good person and she has empathy for other people like that's what makes her uh more deserving of the inheritance like and and stuff like that uh and so i i think that adds to her character because like it could be conceivable where like at least like lying makes you want to puke kind of thing um although every time she lies she pukes yeah that that (laughs) is kind of a uh, an outlandish kind of like idea and i guess she can hold it a bit too yeah (laughs) yeah 
Um, yeah, I would say there's one little like thing that I still don't understand all the way, and maybe this is just an oversight on my part, but um, with uh, Fran, um, when, when Chris Evans goes in to um, like frame Marta for the murder of Fran too, um, he gives her the morphine. But earlier they had said that if you like gave that much morphine to somebody, they would die in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But two hours later, Marta comes and she's still able to like tell her that the, the tox report was stashed and she's still alive for Marta to call 911. Yeah. Um, I think the way you kind of get around that kind of plot hole is like, oh, well, maybe Chris Evans just didn't give her that much. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Um, but that's interesting, and that's another thing that doesn't uh, completely click for me. Yeah, I guess that would be my first kind of, like, justification for it, too. Maybe it didn't give it as much. Mm-hmm. But it is also just, like, the whole Fran kind of portion of the story is one of the ones that's just kind of fuzzy, mm-hmm. you know? Because I feel everything else is pretty clearly explained. Yeah. And then, the, I don't know if it's just kind of out of place or whatever, but she's just kind of, like, there and then... Chris Evans killed her, and it's, like, the details around it. I guess they explained it, but it's just kind of not as clear as everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is it is a bit weird. And, you know, she has the whole kind of crummy line where she's like, you did it, not you yeah. did it. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Why do you think you like the movie so much? Um, kind of what I touched on earlier is just that it was kind of a fresh taste from a lot of stuff I've seen. Because I like action movies, and I like watching superheroes and stuff like that. But I also really like mysteries. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, as a kid, I would read, like, Hardy Boys and stuff like that and different mystery books. And I always thought those were fun. And so kind of getting uh, a whole different genre was just, like, this is nice. I like this. And it's not the same kind of expectation as a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, How does it, like, connect with you? Do you feel any special attachment to this movie in particular? Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I enjoy it, but because uh, it's like it's kind of hard to like relate to any of the characters, and mm-hmm. it's not really like pertaining to my life situation because I don't have a super rich grandfather or like <laughs> a my my family's doing kind of all right, so mm-hmm. it's it's not much of a personal connection, but I, I really enjoy. Mm. watching it (laughs) Mm -hmm. well that's fair and that's understandable because you know like in a way movies are supposed to like you know i mean any story is is supposed to allow us to like get a glimpse into like whether they're a real person or not like into into their life kind of thing yeah and kind of help us escape our own kind of you know um just for a second um and so i think that is like that's valid to like not like you know have some deep you know, thorough connection with the particular character um, and just instead like be allowed to just kind of like live in their shoes for a second and mm-hmm. like look and see like what life would be like if you were a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially this movie, cause there are so many like characters that are coming from everything, coming at everything with like different motives and different intentions. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds you of like something that like, uh, like some sort of like Shakespearean, like work because everybody's like serving their their own selfish purpose and everybody has a unique selfish purpose um 
And so the way people's like motivations and choices and things like go back and forth because they're all serving themselves except for Marta, who's, you know, just trying to, you know, be a kind of a good person. Um, and so I, I think stuff like that is, is really interesting and, and kind of proves the point of like, so Daniel Craig says that she has a good heart. And so like, what, what does that mean? when we look at like her versus everybody else in the movie mm -hmm. is she's constantly trying to help other people and other people are constantly trying to help themselves, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I never considered comparing knives out to Shakespeare, but <laughs> so good on you for that. That's, that's impressive. Uh -huh. But, uh, it is interesting, the characters, cause it's like, they're all kind of punks. Like even like the ones you like a bit more still aren't very cool. Like mm -hmm. Meg who kind of like, seems to be like nice to Marta and stuff like that. She has that part where she's like asking about the inheritance. And then as soon as she's hears that she, her college is good, she like hangs up immediately mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, wow, I guess she's not very cool. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. Cause like, uh, um, what's, what's, what's the woman's name again? Um, uh, Linda, Linda, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis, Linda. However, she's one of those characters that like you somehow don't like, but like when you actually think about it, yeah. She really did not do much wrong in that movie. Like, mm -hmm. like, she didn't cheat on anyone. She mm -hmm. didn't, like, double dip money. She didn't, like, kill her dad or anything like that. She was just kind of there. And she was mm -hmm. she's kind of a punk about things. But, like, I mean, that's kind of understandable if your whole inheritance is given to someone else. Because, mm -hmm. you know, grandfather cuts off his ties with everyone. Yeah. And, like, when you really think about it, it's like... I don't know what she did that he cut off yeah. her inheritance. I mean, I guess, like, mm -hmm. they mentioned that she got a loan to start her business, so she yeah. wasn't quite self-made. Yeah. But she's one of those characters you don't really like, despite her not doing much. And there's characters that you do like, and despite being not very cool about it, mm -hmm. it's it's a weird thing. Yeah. I don't quite understand. <laughs> but, but another thing with Linda is that, like, if there's anybody who doesn't need the inheritance, it's her kind of That's thing. That's true. You know? <laughs> and, she's, and she's really selfish about it, that, like, whenever... He says, because, like, it cuts to them whenever he's, they're talking about the house. And so it, like, implies that they, they're they wanting the property out of it. They're wanting the mm -hmm. land out of it. And it's, like, they don't really need it. But, like, you know, if, if anyone needs it, it's Marta, who's, like, the most down on her luck kind of thing. Yeah. But then she still blows up so much whenever it's given away. And so, granted, like, it is understandable. But also, it's, like, yeah, you, you would, like kind of kind of speaking to her like you know she didn't really do anything wrong but she was still kind of a punk mm -hmm. like and you didn't yeah. like her you know probably because like she blew up so much when she was like the the best off and just wanted you know more stuff kind of yeah, thing yeah. so uh so what what do you think the overall like message of the movie is um there's definitely kind of a message of just kind of general like doing what's right regardless mm -hmm. of the situation i don't think knives out is trying to go for like a big thematical like be a good person and that's what we want you to get out of this movie because mm -hmm. they are that it is like a classic like funny whodunit and like mm -hmm. kind of entertaining movie but they do have the the themes of like being a good person and it paying off because it's mm -hmm. like marta does do what she thinks is right regardless like you know she she saves fran despite knowing she'll go to prison after that mm -hmm. and because she did that everything kind of turns out well yeah um well well but as mm -hmm. as good as it can for her in that situation and you know everyone else that 
you know, was seeking selfish gain and was like cutting their ties in order to get this inheritance and all that, they didn't, they did not end up in such a nice situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you mentioned that kind of bit with Fran, because I think, uh, even though it is kind of like one of the fuzzier plot points, I think there is so much like, uh, uh, of the of the theme or of the message like riding on that kind of thing mm-hmm. because like chris evans tries to kill her to frame marta because he's assuming that marta will will see that fran is almost dead and will like you know be excited about it because she will have gotten away free you know mm-hmm. um with the with the messed up like circumstances that uh that ransom is kind of orchestrated uh but because marta chooses to save uh fran instead like that's the reason that she actually gets away free Mm -hmm. you know um and so yeah i I think that's really interesting um and really speaks to the kind of like message of like you know you know do do the right thing be a good person Mm -hmm. um be a marta be a marta don't be a ransom. Yeah. Um, so do you agree with that message? Um, I mean, generally, yes. I think you should try and be a good person. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it always works out yeah. <laughs> quite as well. Mm-hmm. I think in most situations, because this is a whodunit, so of course we have twists and all that kind of thing. I think in a normal situation, she probably would have gone to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd, uh-huh. I'm doubtful. They would just be like, oh, yeah, she's she's fine. She didn't technically do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's good, but she did steal, still like avoid the police and have a big car chase and like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, she, yeah, she probably should get a fine at yeah. least. <laughs> Although a fine's probably nothing to her anymore now yeah. that she has the whole inheritance. That's a good point. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think we, sh- we should try and be good people if nothing else to, to keep the relationships that so many people in there cut off. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like. Marta has like a ton of money in the manor now, but I think probably what matters to her more is that she can help her family because mm-hmm. that's like her, her whole character is like mm-hmm. she's not selfish. So if it was yeah. just her and the money, it's like, okay, she's, I don't know that she would be that happy, you know? Like the grandpa was unhappy because he was alone in this mansion with all of his wealth and all of his family mm-hmm. wasn't kind to him or care about him. Yeah. But Marta does have that and she keeps mm-hmm. her relationships instead of cutting them all off like yeah. all the rest of the family did. Mm-hmm. And even though it's kind of like open to interpretation at the end, I do think Marta continues to like help pay help Meg pay for her school, you know, mm-hmm. and like and and you know, like whenever like if if any of those characters, even though like how awfully they had treated her, if any of them had ever like went to her and been like, Hey, could I help out? Could you like lend me some money? I think she would be like willing to, to cooperate kind of thing. I would think um, so. Yeah. I would wonder if she would try and stick to like the grandpa's thing of like not giving handouts though and Mm -hmm. like kind of if she would try and (laughs) keep up his legacy of like kind of tough love but still love you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah be interesting maybe a sequel (laughs) maybe they they said they're making a sequel but i don't know if it'll actually have anything to do with the thrombies i think it's just kind of gonna be like benoit blanc like investigating a whole different murder because i think that would be really fun to kind of like make that a series Maybe they can have some cameos. Maybe, some yeah. Actors. That would be fun. Yeah. So, anyway, any parting thoughts on Knives Out? Um, I really like this movie. Um, kind of just hitting on 
past points I've made. I, I just really liked the genre change. It was like a very good mix of serious and fun. So I'm not like bogged down and like in a very serious thinking mood, but I can also like sit and enjoy some jokes and stuff like that and think. So it's a very good mix of like keeping me interested and thinking. And so I'm not just like sitting watching brain dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like fun, different characters that like, so all the, all the interactions between different people have bring different situations and stuff like that. So I think it's just a very fun, interesting movie to watch. And uh, it has that rewatchability too. So you, it's not just a, a one shot and you're done kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeffrey, thank you for sitting down to talk with Knives Out. Mm, I love uh, sitting down. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, being a great guest. Yes. Thank you for hosting me. So there you have it. That is Knives Out. Uh, once again, fantastic movie. I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think it's perfect. I, I had seen it before I watched it with Jeffrey. Um, and even though, you know, we had those few little gripes uh, towards the beginning of the conversation, this movie really is superb and completely worth overlooking those little gripes. Uh if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor and go watch it, even though hopefully you have seen it because we did talk about a lot of spoilers this episode. Uh, but regardless, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, and tune in next episode to where we talk about another uh, movie featuring a sort of wacky family. Uh, but this one is very different from Knives Out, and I'm honestly... Uh, have some interesting expectations for this next episode because I don't know if uh, I am going to like this movie on my second rewatch. I've seen it before, but it wasn't a great one. Um, And so hopefully my friend Callie can kind of help me see this movie in a different light. We're going to be talking about The Cruise. So once again, thank you all for listening. I'll see you next episode. Movie Night is created, produced, edited, hosted, uh, everything else by me, Tyler Marston. Thank you to Jeffrey Kreiner for being a great guest this episode. Movie Night is made in association with the Audio Production 2 class at Arkansas State University in the School of Media and Journalism.